upscale communities have their own private police force that they pay for because they can afford it. And And then everybody else gets a fucking robot (laughs) with the fucking iPad face (laughs) and a siren on top. Old timey siren. And then some cross-eyed guy with a fucking gun (laughs) and questionable views. Like, come on. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. That's it? We're smooth sailing? Don't even. Okay. Don't even say it. Don't mess with October 12th. October yeah, the 12th. Right. And then the, the roof will fall on my head. Got to watch out for Lacey Heesvor. <laughs> Lacey. <laughs> Oh, it's just like a like one of those fucking leggings you'd see, like sexy leggings, but just stretched over a deformed man's face. That which is terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. If you like, you don't need a hockey mask. You need a pantyhose. So just, much yeah. scarier than but no than a exactly. Mask. But imagine like a faded, once worn by a you know like a early eighties porn star. Just stretched over that face. Just a pair of crotchless you... panties. Nose and oh, mouth right. open. <laughs> Dangling from your mouth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Except Just... Lazy Shivors only kills <laughs> loveless old couples. Oh. Oh. Because it's the embodiment of horniness, not repression. So Lacey... He's for lazy. She's for. She's kind of got the Fight Club aspect. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm killing your wife, so tomorrow you'll <laughs> you love life. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great, Tracy. State Lacey Heesvor's <laughs> killed the wife. It's and it's a little thrill, Mama, on the main, on the train, off the train. Oh, because it reminds me there's the opening scene in Halloween 2, which takes place immediately after Halloween 1. Yep. And like the opening scene is that tracking POV shot, and it's just Michael Myers walking into a house that Lacey Sheesvors would go into. (laughs) It's like the Archie Bunker guy. (laughs) Posted up in his big Barca lounger. Yeah. You know, like. Working middle class house, nothing sure. fancy. Of course, the lights are off in the living room because the dumb dad can't have. I'm watching the TV. Turn the lights off. Oh sure, don't waste. So you get that like warm boob tube energy, and then you sure. see the and her night, you know, her night shirt. Oh, the old crotch. All buttoned up. I yeah. think she has curlers and sure, or the the hood or the. And she cap. Like, walks to the kitchen and she's like, "You want mayonnaise or mustard?" <laughs> She's so dead. Because <laughs> like, the whole thing is like, it's a tracking shot, so you see she has a knife to cut the sandwich. The, wait, this is the new Halloween. No, this is the original Halloween 2. Oh, they because they recreated it. Just, okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, they recreated that scene in the new the new trilogy. Okay. I didn't remember but that. But spoilers, right. it's a you know, fucking 50-year-old movie. So he's fought looking in the window, comes around. She goes in to fight with her husband, or he's like, you dingbat, where's the remote? <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves, and you see the hand of Michael Myers grab the knife, uh, yeah. and he like takes a moment to take the scene in. Sure. And choose it. I, I always laugh, because I was like, he just looked and went, 
not worth it. Oh, did he? Walk they're they're away? living. They're in a living hell as it is. <laughs> it's the the Lockhorns. <laughs> no, it really is. It's like the real life Lockhorns. Like, uh... um, so he has their big ass butcher knife, and he just eh, too much for me, and I'm a psychotic madman serial murderer. That is, is doesn't that kind of happen? I remember a big television event in the uh in my life was a mm. two-parter married with children where they actually leave sh- the suburbs of chicago and go to florida mm. and they stay oh, in a yeah. <laughs> they stay in a dumpy resort in florida and it becomes a murder mystery like lights go out lights come up oh, the hotel right. clerk is dead and they're being chased by like a a chainsaw wielding maniac, but exactly the same thing. He's like, eh, you guys are fine on your own. <laughs> <laughs> or I think maybe Al's like, ah, oh, Peg, just let him do it. You know, just like, <laughs> oh, sexiest wife ever. Just it's so. It's I ridiculous. have not honestly rewatched that show. Mm, yeah. Other than on a trip, like I think we were staying in the cabins that we do on occasion in the fall. We could only, our phones, we were so deep. We were living in this, like, the serial murder. We were so deep in the woods, our phones didn't work. So we couldn't be on the internet. So we're just like, oh, Harvey's about to fall asleep. Let's just find something on this really rickety satellite. And I was like, he's married with children. I asked you, want to watch? She's like, yeah, I've watched it in years. And the episode we watched had moments that were genuinely funny. Sure. But the ones I remember as a kid are, like you said, like those absurd ones. Or, like, I think it was their last season. So this is, like, 12-year-old me, 11-year-old me. And I was sure. Like, this show's really, you know, this is before Jump the Shark. But Is this the like, summer they killed Burns? It probably was, because they go to, like, Scotland. To yes. The, the old Bundy estate. <laughs> yes. And they're so sad they stole the sunshine from the town. Like, they're so cursed. The Bundy town never has never seen sunshine. So I just remember this shot because it's that late 90s, like lo-fi TV magic. It's yeah. the two two shot that they overlay. So there's like the crowd of villagers standing in the daylight. And then it has this soft gradient fade to the darkness. And then that's the other shot with the other villagers standing in darkness and they're screaming at each other. And it's the Bundy curse or something. They had, uh, there was also an absurd episode with, um, Sam Kinison. Do you remember that? It was like a Christmas episode where he played. Oh, he, yeah. He's the, like Father Christmas or something. Yeah. He comes to visit Al three times and, but all he does is just bitch about his wife and turns out he canceled his insurance and hung himself. So his wife <laughs> didn't get it. Just like such a dark show. They did do a big shift from like dumb dad humor to like right aggressive horny humor that makes sense see that like he becomes like shit he starts not so soft shift yeah like it's it it stopped from like dad's been in the fucking bathroom avoiding us for two hours because he hates us to like i've started a a club for looking at honkers it's like that's (laughs) less relatable you guys got lazy in that room a little bit. 
that's when he starts to become a, a sloven, slobby superhero. Yeah, like that sure. is when it shifts from that Roseanne, sort of funnier Roseanne. I can I, I can identify with this guy who punches a clock. He's just tired. Yeah, I never got he was his wife was too horny for him. Yeah, except then they all like you said in the same turn. All he wants to do is start a club to look at honkers, right? And whistle at cheeks, and then <laughs> just couldn't reckon, couldn't reconcile it. Yeah, yeah, that that's I guess in today's era, because I was I was always like, Peg Bundy's a babe. Like, what are you talking about, Al? Babe, even with I mean, I guess the like what they the the idea was maybe because she was out of time so to speak with her hairstyle and her like clothes that made that's like that's the only thing we can think of to make her unattractive you know like yeah or that was their concept because they couldn't possibly you know um cast somebody who's not television right. we need to worthy. cast you because you although they cast bud as they say you have a face for radio my dear you're perfect what happened? Didn't they, weren't they trying to, they're just like, we can't, we can't, we can't uh, green light a Faustino project. Like, it was always like, we're going to bring it back, but Dave Faustino's going to be the dad. And that's a hard shoes to fill, man. Don't, those jokes just can't, I think Ed O'Neill is the only human who could do those jokes and still have you as a viewer. Whether you like the show or not, yeah, still kind of like like him. He's lovable. He's like Homer Simpson, sure. in, but human. Except because you're a cartoon, you can take it to extremes to make them seem. You know, he's like a, he's got that David, not David Brent, but the um, Steve Carell from The Office. Like, oh sure, you know, energy. Like he is so awful, and then he's got. He redeems himself. And you're like, he's never going to win, so it's okay that he's disgruntled. Yeah, like, I think the episode we watched, he was, like, <laughs> just so funny to say. He was judging a, a fashion show or, like, a Little Miss <laughs> Chicago pageant or what, something. <laughs> so he, oh, like, he was flirt, like, women were fawning over him, and he was flirting with them, uh. and he gets to the line, and he clearly is, like, I love my wife. Oh, right. Sure. Like, of course, everyone bitches about the the portly lady that complains at your job. The Karens of the world. Everyone can identify with that. I remember, uh, um, man, it only took us four strong years to get back to Married with Children. I know, right? Uh, there was Ooh, a great it's episode. Christmas or it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I, the ghost I, has returned. It's just the absurdity. Like, yeah, it, not all television has to be uh, Shakespeare. You know what I mean? I feel like no, no, we get yeah, away from that a little bit. Although, of course, there's probably the most garbage TV ever. That's not reality TV. There's an episode where it's like a Field of Dreams episode. And it's like, if you build it, he will come. And it's just about him like finishing his basement so he can live down there. <laughs> it's just like that i get i get it or like the one episode i loved as a kid because you and i were at the time like crazy white Sox heads yeah 
that summer where they had the baseball strike and Frank Thomas was on there. Yeah. And they had the gag of the spinning paper where it was like, baseball goes on strike, no baseball this summer. And then it pans out and they're like, you're done, Frank. He's like, you got any more work for me? And they're like, get out of here. And then the episode is just about Al's local softball club getting attention because there's nothing, there's nothing else to do. There's Which nothing is like else to watch. Homer on Which the diamond or sense. whatever, right? Yeah. It's kind of that that concept. Yeah, it really did take, uh, it was it's really. Like the nat- some- I feel like they just do the natural of like, he gets yes. executed. So he can't yep. like win the <laughs> game right. or whatever. He does get like, <laughs> doesn't he get hit by lightning right at the end of the bat? He's got, <laughs> so, he builds the perfect, no, I'm, I am getting mixed Simpsons. up with the Simpsons or it is exactly, exactly the same. That's right. Uh, where are we on? Lace Shacy. We said, Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Lacey Shivors. I'm Hansi Vorshies. Yeah, Lacey Panties over the face. Forget about it, man. Too much. Or just, like, or how long till, uh, what about like a little, like a mask that's too small, maybe? That's pretty disturbing. Kid size mask? Right on the brow line, and then comes just under the lip. Yes. And then just outside the socket, so it's like a <laughs> tiny, just a little circle. Or what about, like, just, what about a good old-fashioned Batman cowl with jeans and a t-shirt? That's terrifying. <laughs> it really is, yes. I guess anything that, <laughs> that looks out of place can be, especially when there's a machete involved. Uh, what? Well, it's Halloween, and you sent that that link about the the fucking Bigfoot sighting. Is that not so? We're back. So we're we're warming up. We're I feel pretty warm. But time, baby. sent Casey a, an article that they found they big fight it, Bigfoot. Big, yeah, in broad there's daylight. A big fight over <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> there's a big fight over Bigfoot, and I don't know what they're fighting about because that is the least image of Bigfoot I've ever seen. I've never seen. It is just <laughs> clearly a shadow on a rock formation. They should be ashamed of themselves. Actually, uh, if you watch the the video, which I saw like last night before bed, oh boy. so that was one of my notes. It you see it shambling around, and I guess it was taken from a train that was passing. Oh, okay. And it's very unbigfooty terrain, by the way. Like it's desert, it's like sagebrushy desert pre-mountain area. So there's really nowhere to hide hide other than a cave. It's kind of chameleon-like, right? It really blends right. it in. It looks like it fits with the bushy bush nature, and it's got that human gait, the jaunty gait, but it's got these like billowy arms, billowy legs. And I was like, ah, I mean, it. I guess it could be, but then I was on the um, the uh, conspiracy Reddit or the high strangeness sure. Reddit thread, and they had a picture of the still, and it's like sitting, and you can see it's like the face cut out, like it's a camouflage suit. It's a hunter, it's right? Like, because it's so bushy and billowy, it's meant so you can sit still and pull this mask down. But right. the dude had the mask up and he had sunglasses on. <laughs> you sure that wasn't Bigfoot going for a hunt? Just a Bigfoot. Shooting some grouse? <laughs> it was, it's a funny idea for a Bigfoot, just a big, bald, white, <laughs> clean-shaven. Oh, that's ape, terrifying. Eight-man face? That's 
a Bigfoot that shaves just the face. No and then just a jaunty thanks. stolen pair of sunglasses from a hiker <laughs> that he made his roommate. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fa- he found him at a bar. He found him on a shift. <laughs> Nobody comes back tonight. I'm taking them. These are quality. Look these up. Put these up. I think these are designer. I have a question because you're a huge fan of it, as am I. Yeah. Harry and the Hendersons, obviously. Sure. Is there a good horror version of Bigfoot? No. Or is that no, too right scary for humans? Too is that too much in our like weird primordial brain where if you made like a jaws mo- jaws in the woods yeah. but it's fucking Bigfoot. There is uh I'm sure no, there's cheapy ones, but I There never is. Heard there's one on Rift scary... Tracks that yeah, oh, but it okay. doesn't it's not even it's it's home movie baby. Isn't oh that my God. didn't that have the um the guy that played Jaws and who was Happy Gilmore's boss? Oh no, he was a caveman. That oh, was a caveman yeah, 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 yeah. movie. Uh, who had a hair suit. Ega. Ega, that's what it was. Yeah. Ega. No, this one's Rift Tracks. This is this is beyond time chasers. This is even this is terrible. I well, don't trademarking think... it right now. I I really don't. So you're saying that if we do that, it's going to just, it's too much. It'll keep us from the woods forever. Is that what I, I'm just asking why it hasn't been done. Is it too, too horrifying? Pedophile well, Dreamweaver or... scary, but we can <laughs> put that out. That is fake. Sure. That's fakery. Hollywood Mi- magic. Mi- a, there's definitely pedophiles with bad skin out there. And some with the most beautiful, proactive, just soft, just has that subscription for days because they forgot to cancel it because they don't have the internet. He's always um, got that face stone going. He's, he's got the little, the little, that's what you hear. Like, what is that? It's that little fakey ass brush that spins. Um, I wasn't going to say. Uh, oh, then, but he, had, oh, he wears but, a veil that's his face on it just to keep him from the sun. So but his face stays so soft, porcelain. Do you run into, you run into, like, what's, which is it, Jaws 4, where Jaws actually becomes, like, uh, is sentient the word, and hunts people, and it doesn't make is sense, because it's a creature? Jaws 5, Jaws 3D or something, it actually swims 3,000 miles to hunt somebody that wronged him? I think it's got Mike Cocaine in it. Are there five Jawses? It's either four or five. Or is or there four? four? I know the last one has Michael Caine. That and that it's that one and Jaws hunts people, like from a distance. Okay. And it and that's what kind of turned pe- that's that's off putting because it makes no sense. So does Bigfoot do you because it's like a creature, it's like being hunted by it's like a bear, mm-hmm. right? You have right. to give Bigfoot some type of autonomy or authority to, for it to be scared. You gotta uh, give him a Jason show... mask. Like fucking, like these like I know like out in California they have like those outlaw because they had a a great Netflix true crime thing about this guy that was murdered out by all these like out in all these weed farms that are like totally disconnected from society right disconnected from the state government because they get if they basically if they um, grow uh, medical cannabis. They are taxed out the ass and like just, you know, all these federal regulations and they make almost no money. And then they end up losing their land to the state. 
So sure. all these people stay illegal and are like feral hippies, but they're also like gnarly hills have eyes ish people now. Like Marijuana Mountain or something, right? Yeah, something like that. So what if one of those gangs of hooligans finds the pod of Big Feet? Yeah. Kills them because they're on their crazy and they so want to like, like make mm-hmm. money. It's like a revenge thing. It's like aliens. It's aliens. Yeah. It's revenge, but they don't necessarily know what they're doing. They're just protecting their own pod. I feel like that you got to keep them kind of like you don't empathize with Jaws ever. No. And I feel like Bigfoot's too close to King Kong and King Kong is a monster, but he's empathetic. You're rooting for him almost. You want sure. him to win. Not almost. You're like, don't kill him, please. It's not his fault. But then at the end, when you if if you best Bigfoot, you are killing like a Well, that's like how you keep it going. You're killing the, the last up, but then somebody saves an egg, you know? because our production budget is very low we can only have we have one bigfoot costume (laughs) and then eggs with like fuzz in them you backlight it fuzzy eggs it's a bigfoot that's terrifying um well if clearly you haven't learned anything from harry and the hendersons because you're just gonna start a big old war against these beasts people have a run on the sporting goods store Want big, big guns. Or do you just make them straight evil like Cujo? Don't know why. No explanation why. You can't do that. You gotta put a little morality in there. Maybe human expansion into, you know, we're depleting our resources. Everybody knows that. We're pushing in and they push back with crude clubs and like cow jawbone knives. What about, what about something? What about some real deal like uh, Toxic Avenger stuff? Give that mm. Bigfoot some human. Yeah, you know he's got Bigfoot strength, Bigfoot acuity, big or uh, he just yeah, needs whatever. Aggression. That's he's, what he's Bigfoot missing. aggression. So you just give him a human brain <laughs> of an idiot, of a criminal, of a crook. Isn't that Frankenstein's monster? It's a crook's brain. It is. Yeah, it's a deformed brain. <laughs> no, not deformed. Isn't it like? Well, That's they say what it deformed. says on the jar. At least in the movie, it says deformed. But isn't it? Or didn't they consider people that were crooks deformed? Like they had. Yeah, ill it's brains. of that era where they would be like, "Look how small and alcohol-ridden his brain is. He must be a lunatic." <laughs> that would be funny. They're like, "Oh God, you gave Bigfoot a an Elkie's brain. He just he's thirsty. Just instantly he's got a thirst. <laughs> oh man, he's the worst. One more. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> All those micro brews. No micro brew is safe. <laughs> I was gonna say one more. Uh, what's the beer when you're having more than one? I'll take oh. one more. <laughs> I keep thinking Schlitz, but it's something even lamer than that. God, what is that? Schaefer. Another Schaefer for Bigfoot. <laughs> One for him on me. It's like you haven't paid. You don't know anything other than drinks because you have a drinkster's brain. I love how our Bigfoot movie just turned into an episode of Married with Children. <laughs> he kills the proprietor of a of a 
nearly dying roadhouse. <laughs> and he just assumes the role as manager and bartender, and it becomes a thriving mountain. Oh, are you seeing Bigfoot? Spot. Nice white cowboy boots, Come a bolo back. tie, big old cowboy hat, running the night, hiring cool, sexy bouncers. He's the one. He's like Steve. Uh, who's that guy from Studio Fifty Nine? Um, oh, Steve, not Steve Wozniak. That's fucking that's nuts. He's the one who decided who got into the seven. Uh, the oh right, no, he was holding Super Sonic games. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Because Michael Myers played him in that movie. Yeah, and that's the only reason great. I watched that Steve movie. Steve Robel, Rubel, Robel, Robel. Yeah, I think Steve Robel. So. Yeah, but that would be a much funnier scene if old Bigfoot walked out of because Steve Robel would walk out of Studio Fifty Four in like a giant winter parka, like like body length winter parka even in the middle of summer because he packed it like each pocket was for a different drug so he had this cool drug Ooh. coat <laughs> and he would come in as coat it, of many it, what a different time that a short little ghoul would, had a drug coat and he was the cool he determined like if Mick Jagger got to dance with Shaka Khan tonight you know like oh, what a because he guilted man. Mick into taking a toot out of his like <laughs> Side pocket. <laughs> I don't even know what it no, is, Mickey. Tootin'. But you can't come in unless you take your toot, Mickey. He's like, I don't oh, know what this he, is. It was, apparently, it was Fountain tooth, of Youth powder. powder toothpaste. That must have been, yeah. <laughs> oh, a uh, Bigfoot. Fucking adrenochrome. Bar. Oh my God! What did I see, Steve? But he would have to style his hair so oh. he could be like Steve Robel. So they're like. Ooh, he's one of those eccentrics. He just glues a zipper to his hairy chest and then has to comb the hair to look like a fur coat. Was I thinking with Bigfoot? I I missed it where he was at the bar. I did see something. uh, There's this crazy uh, documentary. This is going on Steve Wozniak. It's so wild. Short version is a guy's brother supposedly kills or commits suicide in australia okay doesn't make sense these guys are brilliant by the way caltech and harvard they just have uh almost like a sense of a little bit of autism like they use the r word like teachers Ah. like like kicked him out because they thought he was retarded as they they (laughs) use use the term (laughs) and he don't put his brain in frankenstein brilliant uh anyways he dies uh, it turns out he's gay. It's that's part of the story. Um, he he was found at the base of this cliff in um, is it Canonbury, uh, Australia, which is outside of Sydney, I believe. And he's butt naked. He doesn't have any of his stuff with him. And his brother goes to visit and like feels bad. He's like it's like he was such a good guy, and I can't believe I'm finally visiting him. And he's like goes to see the police. He's like, so what's going on with the investigation? They're like, yeah, suicide. And they're like, he's like. Well, where's the files? And they're like, what files? He's like, well, what do you mean suicide? So it, everything's suspect, but you always see these in this documentaries, like whether it's Scotland Yard or whatever the version is in Australia, they're just like, eh, I don't know, suicide? Like they just, they're, they take Done. it a little easy. They got, they got lives to live for, for kind of a lack of a better word. So anyways, they're just like, so what are you going to do about it, basically? And this guy is, like, broke, paying off his bills from Harvard, 
but he's brilliant. The brother, he's trying to create an algorithm that at the time, pictures took about an hour to upload off the internet. And he finally cracked this algorithm that made pictures upload in six seconds. So AOL bought the rights to it and then bought out his company. And then he became the head of uh, R&D for AOL during the boom of the – he became a multi-billionaire. And so then he comes back and he's like – Dear uh, old uh, New Zealand Yard. (laughs) He basically just takes on Australia and instantly (laughs) – like he just hires a private investigator, and they're like, uh, well, we found out that ten people died in the exact same way he died in the exact Fuck same off. cliff in the last fifteen years. They said it wasn't a gay beat; it was the gayest beat in the entire island. A gay beat means like a hang, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. that's what they just call it. I didn't realize that, but like just where guys go to have sex with other guys, like per, sure. like. No strings like attached. Park, you know, the beauty. The, the parch. Yes, know, exactly. And it's so good. <laughs> because, and it's like, yes, it's, and when they interview one guy, they're like, don't you think it's promiscuous? And he's like, who the fuck are you? You know, like, who are you to tell me what, what I can and can't do in my sexual life? But what I can tell you is to get to this beat, they all had to crawl through a little, like, stone that, like, got pushed out of a wall. So they'd, like, wiggle through this stone these people would wiggle through this yeah. stone which the, a guy who's describing the beat who got um connected to with this private investigator was like giggling about it he's like because now it's an open walkway where people just go hang you know people it's yeah. it's different now hiv happened you used to have to work for it you used to have to squeeze your ass through like a cat under a door like to get <laughs> to this beat and i was just like i get it i get it like Beyond this tiny little keyhole oh, is a land of promiscuous oh, sex on the delight. cliffs of Cannonboro. So imagine having to squeeze through and you're already getting excited. So you're fucking <laughs> you're dragging. <laughs> yeah, I'm caught on right. something. It was a low stone, too. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, basically they were just like, what? And they were like kind of pushed back. And then they did some research on this guy. And they're like, oh, shit. He's got endless pockets. So it's on, uh, I guess maybe I'll, I'll drop right here what it's called so everybody can watch it because I can't even spoil it because I don't know what happens other than sounds like there's a serial killer pushing fucking people Keep off a cliff at a gay beat and you never hear about these things. It's oh, just, just a new Australian one. You always hear about foot. the same Bundys and Dahmers and Lacey Heesvors and you just, you don't get a, you don't get a new, it doesn't happen in Australia Here's this much. poor Australian cryptid. Trying just to live his life. Oh, yeah. He's the last of his kind. He's in his cave. And all of a sudden, horny dance party starts. (laughs) Everybody out! (laughs) Just like a dad upstairs and the sleepovers going a little bit too late. You just hear those Bigfoot stomping feet. (laughs) He's coming! He's coming! Get back through that hole. Enough of these blowjobs. Everybody out of here. Creatures. Back through the hole. He <laughs> breaks it a little bigger. <laughs> Why do you think I <laughs> built this wall? <laughs> now imagine he's got one of those rickety lamps and then the light comes on. <laughs> <Yeah>. They'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Just eyes blazing. Just the cat eyes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, with this. 
So I don't know what's what's happening. Oh man, you know what happened yesterday? Hmm. I uh, so I've been going back and forth. My parents are they oh, rented right. a cabin the... for a month in the Catskills. Speaking of being a place where I don't have like connection or anything, it's nice to get out of the city. And we were coming back though, and I was like, you know, upstate. It, we were on, it's right by Woodstock, which it's mm-hmm. two hours northwest of the Hudson. Beautiful area. But Woodstock, by the way, give it up. You guys are full of shit. Like, all these old hippies, all they did was start the same t-shirt shops. It it might as well be downtown, or it might as well be Times Square. Right. T-shirt shops and trinkets and go- boobles yeah. and bobbles. You know, it's like all just cheap shirts with the Woodstock logo on it. And like tie-dyed magnets i was like you guys just just they forgot their crunch or maybe that's how they you know support their deeper lifestyle at their hippie beats deeper right um my dad's like where's the weed i was like what (laughs) it's like there's no is it even legal in new york started getting upset i was like "I, I, i can get it for you at and in the city, I don't know why that's not around here. Probably because it'd be really expensive, or they're just like we get it. Um, yeah. But so Woodstock's kind of crummy, crunchy, crummy in that way. But I was coming back. Do you feel slightly deflated? I finally felt it yesterday. Just in existing. In, and I'm not trying to make a broader point here because mm-hmm. the fucking world is in bad shape right now. Oh, yeah. Literal nightmare. Literal Garth Ennis fucking comic book nightmare happened to these poor people overseas. Or I don't know. I don't know all the dynamics of it, but it sounds like a, your Bigfoot movie. Um, yeah. Uh, you have murderers in uh, fucking hang gliders and shit. God. <laughs> uh but for, this is gonna I shouldn't even brought that up because this is gonna make my point real stale <laughs> and and insignificant. But I just finally felt like something's gotta shift and you know me, I am very fucking easy breezy. Uh mm-hmm. even though I talk about being a dumb dad. I, w- I had to go to him to Walmart to get diapers yesterday on the way back. Yeah. And I was like walking by and I can't even can't drink energy drinks anymore because they fucked up my liver. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, no, they just they just knocked like they have like five hundred percent niacin in it, and I had blood work done at a. Mm-hmm. So they didn't mess up my liver. I just did blood work, it and just she's just threw, like it threw it way off, and off. she's like, "You shouldn't drink those anyway." And I was like, "I know, I'm an adult." So, anyways, so I wasn't there to buy one. I just happened to walk by, and they were fucking. They had their Red Bulls under lock and key. Oh hell yeah, they did. And I was just like, I f- truly today feel. And again, I get how insignificant it is. I just feel how disturbed things are right now. It, it just from that mm-hmm. small thing, because oh, yeah. I was like. That doesn't feel right to me. I feel like things are going in the wrong direction when a drink, a drink, a dr- liquid is liquid is locked up. Not even fun liquid. <clears throat> no, lame liquid. Lame liquid. Yeah. Just one second. I let the cat out of the door. Yeah. Trademarked lame liquid. 
My liver's fine, by the way. I think. I don't know. Leave it for an alcoholic. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. Um. Leave it for an alcoholic to fucking kill his liver with fucking energy <laughs> drinks ten years after getting sober. <laughs> um. What was I? But yeah. Oh, j- just a little. The little thing just there. I just went. No. You know what? I'm all for stuff, but if I have to get an associate to get a Red Bull, it's uh, time to fucking for um to get my uh get my fucking red diet Red Bull, please. Uh, is it that hard to have a consequence for shoplifting? I'm not saying you have to bring a squad car with a fucking side piece, but is yeah. it that hard to? have the right to stop somebody so at least we can fucking shop and not feel like we're in 1984. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's that weird, there's all these little things that are like compounding. Yeah. And the result, you know, it's it started, I assume it started, uh, you know, admirably, you know, like, hey, you shouldn't be allowed yeah. to hassle customers because I assume. Shh, of course. Um, people were discriminated for their looks or their oh, race. Oh, that's true. Or we know that's true. So they, we know that's true. Obviously. So then you you set up laws so you're not allowed to do that. And then the other side, you just it's just this escalation. Like you should just be able to go put that down now. Put it down. Well, that's not even that. It's what are you not gonna do. You hard. can't touch me. And then it film. You know, it's it's that sort of reflect. Like everyone has a camera now. Yeah. But no one wants to help. Like, if everyone right. in these scenes where, like, these fucking Karens and Kevins are in stores it's being Kevin. fucking pricks to everybody, <laughs> if everyone who had a phone just went, shut the fuck up, you're a fucking loser, get the fuck out of here. Right. That's like 10 people shouting yeah. at you. You know what that feels like if 10 people are like, <laughs> stop <laughs> now, do it, leave, go, go. You're like, ah. It's it. You go. You people, leave. You stop. Yes. It's shame. Just point and yell shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. It's just not hard to people that discriminate prior to the fact get fired. That's easy enough. But people that you can discriminate against people that walk out of the store with things in their pocket. That's that's easy. Don't do it beforehand. Do it to the people that fucking walk out so I can't buy a fucking safety razor or a tube of toothpaste. Um, it's just, it, I don't get the, the it, it doesn't work, the balance doesn't work. No, the scale is because that happens, so the stores go, oh, fuck it, like, we're going to go to the opposite end. We're going to have nobody there. We're not going to hire anyone. You're going to check out yourself, and I'm going to have one. Oh, yeah person just watch over a bank of 12 registers like you used to i don't sound like i'm yelling at the fucking clouds but <laughs> there's a reason you had to check out through a person right like you're forced to stop it was accountability so i obviously things get stolen all the fucking time but the ability for you to like fucking take a tv off the wall it just the spatial relations of it are hard because then you got to shimmy through an aisle and someone just goes nope Doop. Stop. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Down. That's there's um, just more. I I mean I guess it's just there's more 
adults, even if you're not an adult, like there needs to be someone in a situation who is in charge. Oh yeah, right. You know, you just need. I don't. I guess it's the accountability thing. Now it's instead of paying for security in a store or even employees in a store or even for a police force on a larger level, like, cause it is, it's just the, like, you don't get dinged. What is it? $999. It's I don't crazy. know why it's that it's high. Crazy. Well, because I feel like I've heard the justification is it's like, well, people need to eat. Well, then why don't we create a fucking system? <laughs> yes. Where you don't have to r- fucking, Turn to thievery to feed your fucking family. That's so. That is exactly the point. They all they're and now they're reacting in the exact opposite way. Exactly, Walmart doesn't want to hire security because they're worried about their reputation and what happens. Because all you you can hire your own security. They don't have to have guns. And it's exactly like you say. They can still go stop, stop. All right, you're staying here, and we're calling the police. And the police can go, all right, what's the situation? You know, you can take it case by case. And be like, yeah. it's just a guy shoplifting. Does he have anything? Okay, we'll show up and we'll know that we can de-escalate the situation and fucking give this guy at least a ticket. Because you, like you said, just that is embarrassing. Even just like, put it back. Put well, it back. Also Stand accountability. over there. Like, right. even if you fucking throw the ticket away, there's a record of you in a time and a yeah. place, your name and your information. And you're now, you, you have an eye on you. If you do it again, there's another, like, I mean, it's, there's a reason it existed in the first place. But and like anything, it's yeah. going to be abused and used mm. on people less fortunate. Yep. But it's like, they shouldn't have to fucking feel like they need to, like, call 30 of their friends and go fucking mug a mall. Like right. just hey, let's go mug a Nordstrom's together, all of us. They can't get us all. That is, there is something to be said. Well, that and that's fucking heavy duty. But there is something to be said that people the the system is all fucked up because just the minorest of say you are stealing some bubble and squeak mm-hmm. for your family, yeah. you get a fucking ticket for that. That can like that can snowball sure. even for something small so there's some fucking and, and like, you know who that happens to people that can't afford representation people that right, afford slippers so... at, got lawyers and slippers at night court you know yeah the three strikes bullshit yeah like, that's all the, it needs to get so many fixed. people that are put in jail for fucking the smallest amounts of marijuana on the planet like but you know what walmart's doing now they are holding mm. communities hostage Saying, all right, we'll put a Walmart in your area, which is a big economic boost, especially for some of these rural areas in the south, which is what I'm talking about specifically. They're like, but. Because Walmart and Target pushed out all the mom and pop stores, so you don't have a fucking choice now. And you don't have a choice, and now we even have you over a barrel. Did you hear this? They're only Uh building if the municipality or community is willing to build a section and have it manned. From their police department. So there's going to be a mini police department in Walmart. Like, a, like in the subway? Like yes. subway in New York? Like a yeah. little mini police station? Yep. Oh, That's fuck. a bridge too far. Because they now they don't far. have to pay for that. The community uh, pays for that. They already have them over the barrel, right? Because that uh, the amount of money and jobs that Walmart it. brings in. All because Walmart can't... They're just so incompetent. I'm talking about the people at the top. Like... They're like, well, we could hire people that don't do a good job. It's like, 
Well, then that's on fucking you. Get somebody that hires people that know what they're fucking doing. Or pay them properly. So they don't have to steal from you. Because apparently 30% or more is like in-store theft. And they have the fucking keys. Right. Oh, Oh, fuck yeah. I, yeah, it's like we talked about last week, that McDonald's thing, like in California. They're going to pay him 20 bucks an hour, but payoff is like, if anything happens to you, you ain't it's always a fucking payoff. Is there something? Uh, I know sp- that's crazy about the them making their own. You have to pay the police to do it. Yeah. Because the sad part, I was listening to someone talk like if it keeps going like during the height of the defund the police. Like, um, it's just affluent communities like all these cops are just like you know what i don't want to be a cop anymore the pay is okay to not oh i know where you're going with this so they all there's just a a brain drain for lack of a better word Uh like all these cops just walked because of all the bullshit yep and they're just getting hired as private security which is terrifying so now affluent communities communities Mm -hmm. with money Yep. upscale communities have their own private police force that they pay for because they can afford it and, and I, then everybody yes. else gets a fucking robot <laughs> with the fucking ipad face <laughs> and a siren on top old timey siren and then some cross-eyed guy with a fucking gun <laughs> and questionable views like come on the thing about it too is all these affluent affluent communities are the ones that are like don't don't you touch him it's like you haven't been to a walmart in your life you fool no, like they're like no. how dare you stop that man from taking a a 20 inch dynex for his family it's like fuck oh, you! Like you so are so removed because it's like you see these news stories and they're like in San Francisco, yeah. Wal- Walgreens has left. San Francisco Target has left. They are leaving. We are leaving. And all these corporations are leaving. All these stores downtown, like Tiffany's, we're leaving. Saks Fifth <laughs> Avenue. Good, we're going back to Fifth Avenue. Uh, so you have all this real estate, and it's you know it's well above all our pay grade. This Fuck is just yeah. a bunch of motherfuckers fighting over land all over again. Yep. Just other rich people. They're just trying to drive down because real estate in San Francisco is still so fucking crazy high. It's the highest, yeah. Like, they're just pushing out people. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like in 15 years. The thing about it is it could look It's going to be like one of those ghost cities in China. Yes. This like, is... There will be buildings, but it'll be empty. All you need to do... Get me an office there. Lay a little of the law, sweet law. Mm-hmm. Call me H.E. Yuma. I got a <laughs> sidearm on, but it's only got one in the chamber, and I know which You're chamber sitting on it is. that robot because I ain't walking nowhere. <laughs> but Beep I'm just boop. saying, corner third and fifth. Thank you very much. Target, you're going fine. Nordstrom's, you're going fine. Okay, it's time to regulate our real estate market. It's time to get some fucking people, exactly like you said, some subsidies and some housing so they're not fucking worried about fucking stealing a Tiffany bracelet to to do God knows what, you know, like, because they don't have a job that's going to pay them anywhere near enough money to even afford the hovelist of hovels in that city that has Mm -hmm. so many 
you know, there's just empty fucking places there. I'm not saying these real estate people I need to give um, uh, their apartment. That doesn't make sense. They don't have to, like, yeah. automatically get that. That's uh, That doesn't heed with what this country is about. But what it does yeah. mean is you as a city can mm-hmm. band together and make a solution. And the only thing fighting that solution is all the affluence that's there. Oh, yeah. They're just too hypocritical to be like, you know what? This is a perfect area. We can build here. It's it's a it's a good place for starting over for second chance help, second chance employment, second hand, second chance, um, um, not sheltering, but housing. And they're like, yeah. but real I mean, close. And I get it. I get it. Some of those people look real scary. All right. Yeah. And some of those people are are fucking mean because they've been on yeah. the street they're like fucking uh angry big feet that we're talking about right. here because they've been fucking <laughs> no um, one would notice he just wandered into frisco and they've been abused right and uh they've hey, had to survive to ashbury please yeah they've had to survive in in ways that you and i could never even imagine you know how tough you have to be to even survive a night in one of those tent cities how be about fucking you take made of nails, one man. of these motherfucking places, like a fucking Target? Yeah, it has wires, it has plumbing, it has pipes. How about we invest a little bit and maybe turn it into a mental health and wellness yes, exactly asylum, or maybe asylum is the wrong word. But if you're seeking asylum from what you're not in a bad way, like an insane asylum, but in essence, like what happened in the eighties when Reagan went, everybody yeah. out. Yep. So people experiencing mental health issues, drug issues, substance issues. And, and if you're poor, you got nowhere to go. But back yes. then you could be like, can you can I take you here? And people would take care of your family. And is it helpful that the only things popping up are harm reduction? This is this is I'm putting it out there for you because yeah. there's a place for it. But like. What happened to, like, actually trying to get somebody... It's just, to me, it seems more like a cop-out that's like, I'm going to give you a corner with a curtain to shoot up heroin with a clean needle. As opposed to helping you dry out, you know, like... Yeah. There's ways to... They they have Meloxone and and on all these things, and that's part of harm reduction, too. I'm just saying, at least I notice in New York, it's becoming way more... Um, cachet is certainly not the word. The norm to just have harm reduction centers that are basically like we're gonna let you come here and do drugs, nod it off, and then go back in the street and be unsafe and sick anybody? again. It doesn't. How does that help anybody? It doesn't. It really does. In my opinion, it doesn't. It's like other people just, have other opinions. It's hiding your shame. Yes, you're yeah. hiding. Like, oh, we're New York City. You know, it's a fucking tourist. It's for tourists. It's not for the people that live there in certain areas. And they don't want fucking tourists or fucking rich businessmen to see some guy fucking nodding off on a trash can. And it's easy. Come in cheap. here. Come in here. Do it here. No one wants to see you. Yeah, with no yes. fucking help at all. That's, yeah. Thanks. And they don't have to, they, it, 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 again, I to me it seems like a cop out. It seems easy. It, like it's really hard to get somebody sober. You're looking at somebody that is sober. It's really hard, and we're talking about people that are in severe stages of addiction. Yeah. It's way easier to just 
enable that's enabling it is it really is. it's state sponsored enablement which isn't a word but it's like having a partner who just is like oh no shh. like you're at a fucking party and they're they're like mm, no um tony's in the tony's stomach is upset he's in our powder room in our bedroom right and he's fucking doing heroin yeah and just come tony when you're done come out we got to say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> I don't know how I got on it. Tomorrow's Friday the 13th. It is. Guess uh, Guess what? Uh, that's a, just a really bad transition. I went to FDR's birthday yes. the other day. Okay. Uh, Hyde was Park. Was the largest log there. cabin you've ever seen? He was so affluent. It's hard to, and I am an FDR man. I've said it on here before. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I mean, he's up there. I, I mean, he's one of the few presidents. You have the Emancipation Proclamation. That's still, yeah. You, you have the Constitution. You have mm-hmm. the Emancipation Proclamation, and then you have remnants of the New Deal yeah. that are like. Maybe that maybe Johnson's Great Society, but that's even watered down. Like those yeah. are still affecting our lives today. Yeah. Obviously, no, Constitution truly. and Emancipation Proclamation seems so distant, but guess what? It's 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 important. Not that far away. But Not that long ago. Anytime you hear your old man bitching about Social Security. That's fucking not that long ago. That was FDR because old people were fucking men on the planet. Yes, and he was like, uh. These basically, he just he saw exactly what we're talking about. It was like they're they can't work their entire lives, like they just can't. It's not physically possible. So he created social security, and it's amazing because you see what he grew up into and was born into, and his baby pictures are just oh, the longest, the laciest, the... frilliest <laughs> dresses. <laughs> Beautiful saddle shoes, long, lovely, oh, wispy curls, ring, yeah, ringed hair. He's only oh, you missing. You know, a maid had the hottest hot oh, iron. God, Just every morning you got to get those babies. Boy, I don't Ooh, know, Dutch boy. I don't. I guess. And then you know, the, he takes all these turns. I mean, you can't, you can't slight somebody for what they're born into. It's pretty amazing no. what he became. I think a lot of it had to do with polio and having to overcome adversity, which he clearly wasn't facing beforehand. Um, Well, and also you have the family name, and thankfully his uncle was so similar, you know, Teddy, who also faced his own physical, like, trials and tribulations, which, you know, formulated his view on the world. Because if they were just, like robust and still the same guys that were fucking, who fucking knows well they had they siblings that were and we don't know who they are yeah. you know what i mean um what's so oh so of course classic leland so first of all we mm. we go in for our tour and i see our tour guide and i don't know if you've ever been on like a net it's, it's owned by the what's interesting about his birth home is when he died in 1945, he died in April of 1945, the last time he was in his birth home, which is Hyde Park, yeah. um, was March of 1945. He died only a month Shit. later. Within a week, they just said, don't touch the house. 
uh, it's it's it was over like six hundred acres. It was too much money for any of the children. They didn't want to take the upkeep, and so they just instantly donated it to the parks department. So the house what? is amazing. Exactly. Other than you know, you walk through. They put in like some walkways, mm-hmm. untouched. The chairs are in the same spots, like exactly as it was a month after he was in there. Um, which is uh amazing. And they're like, so literally you're walking by, you're right next to, not everything can be closed off. So don't touch anything. Don't lean on anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so old tour guide, if you this haven't been on o- a tour. old Rick, rich dead man stuff. Don't you fucking get yes, your little grummies on it. I know, I know. Didn't you see those curly locks? <laughs> um, that little curly ghost is floating around here checking receipts. Hey, 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 hey. See, uh. Our uh, our tour guide got a lovely paunch. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. He's got one of those tight paunches. He's been eating and reading his whole life, you know. Uh, and uh, I'm just like, this is going to be good. I can tell. He's jolly. He was not. He had that distant look in his eye like, I know everything about FDR. You plebes know nothing. So, like... I was just like, you will dole my knowledge out like bread crusts, you poppers. Yes. So he's taking us through and he doesn't even offer time for a question. He goes, any questions? I didn't think so. And he's just like, (laughs) uh. As played by John Lovitz. Yes. Yeah, really. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, he's doing his spiel. He's doing his jokes. Any questions? Uh, And I just, I was like, what's the question you get asked the most (laughs) and i was like because i knew it was gonna be dumb yeah and of course it's how did he get up the stairs (laughs) (laughs) which is a dumb question but also a fascinating question i i respect your move because you're like i don't want to be the one to ask a dumb question (laughs) so i'm gonna ask you a question about the dumbest question so it'll probably be the one i wanted to ask originally uh, he had. He get up the stairs. He ref- anybody that went rope. to FDR's house that wasn't in the family were not allowed to know that he was paralyzed, that he couldn't walk. So he didn't have an elevator put in the house. Instead, mm. he had an oversized dumbwaiter put in the house. So when oh, he wanted to size? go upstairs, he fucking wheeled his ass into a dumbwaiter and pulled himself up. And then had Ooh. a banister out of the dumbwaiter. You know, it had counterweights. So yeah. I think he said he had to have 45 pounds of pressure to pull yourself up. And then he would leave the the chair parked there, pull himself mm-hmm. up on these banisters and make his way to his room. I was like, wow. That's some that... grit you don't normally attribute exactly. to fucking FDR. Yep. Oh, I mean, you, when you just think about like. Old Peter, he our crawled into a fucking coffin every day to go <laughs> yes. to his bedroom. It's crazy. You know what he that had... he had to hoist under his own weight. Yes, it's wild. He had a, and I was like, oh, of course he did. And I had heard this before, but he had a a a huge phobia of fire because he was worried that a fire would break out. Sure, and he fun. couldn't get out. You know what I mean? So yeah, of yeah, course. Sure. So all around the house, they had these, I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. There are these little balls of gas that you could take off these little ballasts or whatever, these little mm-hmm. holders, 
and you'd throw these balls of certain gaseous gaseous chemicals oh. that were meant to suck the oxygen away from a fire. What? But what That's they would amazing. do? It is, but they were like deadly chemical noxious gases. So if you weren't quick enough to run away, you would like it's like mustard gas. I'm smelling a Nazi plot to oh, right, use right. the Roosevelt gas. So where was I? Oh, so classic. He's telling his story. Who's having a lean on an old <laughs> rich man's doorway? <laughs> old Leland. So Peter's like, the uh, king of England actually visited here and they had what was now known as the famous hot dog picnic in which FDR served. Sir, sir, sir. Don't lean on any like he was just terse. Your elbows are poking out of your jacket, poor man, (laughs) sir. Scratching the finish. An ice cream cone in John Wayne's house. (laughs) Leaning on a band, leaning on the doorway in FDR's (laughs) house. Come on, Lee. Lee wanted to use that fucking human casket waiter. He's gassed out from these steps. He got it. God almighty. Eleanor Roosevelt? Smallest room you ever saw. It is a, t- it's the size of my, it's, I mean, it's fine, but like, so when FDR got polio. But by choice, or was this sort of like a Henry VIII situation? I, yeah, Be well, she didn't woman. get along with his mother, Sarah, but when he got polio, he's like, ah, well, I think it's just me in the old bedroom now. Uh, you go down this to the Albany guest room. King, there's not enough room. <laughs> so she just, yeah, it's just, he put his cane on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss it good night. <laughs> good night, love. God. But all the yeah, dogs. She, he made sure all the dogs are on the bed. Fala. It's just that bed. one fucking ratty Scotty dog. Um But yeah, for whatever reason he had the master bedroom and she moved into a guest bedroom, which was just enough room for a roll top desk and a for fucking twin bed. Fucking stick out into the hallway like it's, fucking Abe Lincoln. It's crazy. Yes. It's like that boarding house. Uh, her mother's the mother's bed, her mother-in-law's bedroom. Yeah. For days it went on. For days, well, of course. That's mama. Mama Rose. And of course, I had to ask something. I was like, "You said his office and his secretary's office were in the ser- there's the only room in the servants' wing." I was mm-hmm. like, "Why is that?" He's like, "Huh? Well." <laughs> and I was, you know, what I'm getting at is because mm-hmm. he was having an affair with his secretary oh that's but right. he secretary. he obfuscated and talked about churchill having a sandwich that, over there that's where churchill slept when they were having a tryst <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> churchill watched as he had a pastrami on rye oh and then and a so nice hot gin they are buried on the property very beautiful it's called the rose garden it's mm-hmm. like there's greenhouses all over the property. Whoever does the landscaping and uh, and grooms that is amazing. It's beautiful. And it's very strange. There's this big, like, stone in the center that is their resting piece, but they're not resting under it. or mm-hmm. in tr- They're resting parallel to it. And they made a choice to plant, like, clover where their bodies are. So you see, like, oh, the cool. outline of their bodies. So it's it's interesting. It's It's like, oh, that's right where they are. But of course, so you have two kids. They so don't Eleanor's necessarily buried next to the old man. Then 
Yeah, in a tiniest casket you ever Did saw. Did they throw, throw her in kicking and screaming? <laughs> That's the thing. She had to see that for... She died in like 62. Was she it died in 45. She lived, she lived for a minute. Um, so, but if you have kids, kids don't understand the mm-hmm. uh, sanctity, the gravity the of a situation. Oh, I so, remember going to a few, like, yeah. graveyards with my so grandparents. So they're running around, touching flowers and shit. And like they're like, what does this flower say? And of course, I become a kid again and start hooping and hollering and yipping and yapping. And I notice, I look over, and I was like, got a park ranger with their <laughs> cell phone taping us. Oh, I was what? like, oh god, we're gonna be on a fucking Instagram oh, site. No fly list the now. Hooligans can't visit the museum. Send the whole they did not, clan to the Gaza Strip. I don't know why you would expect the uh, um, FDR's library, because that's where his library is, too, mm-hmm. separate from the house, his his um, library and museum. You know, he was pretty... He had some uh, views. He had some anti-Semitic views. You wouldn't have seen a more pro... Jewish wing in a museum Ooh, had yeah. you fucking written it yourself. They're like, give me anything. I need any remnant that he was friends with Jewish people. Give me a Torah. Give me this. So it's like the, <laughs> there's the just gr- three very large, oversized books. Uh yeah. There's a big, big Torah. Big. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. They have his. They have his desk, his presidential desk, set up exactly like the most cluttered desk you ever saw. Love cluttered That's why I love multiple it. ashtrays toothpick holders my desk is a fucking war zone oh yeah Stacks yeah old mail change. <laughs> he was counting his change <laughs> his condoms secretary condoms full of dry pens and <laughs> yes, yeah. i can't throw it i can't throw it just lick it just i might lick eat it. it in a pinch <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, I I recommend it. That was a really fun trip. That sounds awesome. Oh, you said yeah. it. And I was like, I would never would have thought to like. But yeah, it's how far from New York is Hyde from Park? New, from Woodstock, it was an hour. From New York, it's fifty minutes, fifty-five minutes. So one of those things when you live in New York, you never fucking think no to go outside no, of, of course the city. Not. No, you go to the cloisters, and you're like, that's it. It's enough for me. It's a it's a day too. You're fucking. You, it's not just if you live in. It's if you live anywhere. Like who goes out and does anything? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's so hard. Went to the corner gonna, store. Hey kids, let's go. To, my kids were f- so well oh. behaved. It's crazy. Oh, that's awesome. And then the next day, you know, like you can tell your class about your day. You know, my kid's name is Delano, and I thought that would arise some response from old Peter. I was like, oh, her name's actually Delano. You know, part of it's named after. He's like, oh yeah, really. It's like fuck you, I. This is my me. moment. This is for me. You <laughs> respect my, my naming. You respect <laughs> what I did. <laughs> it's the best. It's like when you tell, you know, like if you're at a comic con and you, you like, I've seen it happen, and someone's like dressed like the character or the creator, and they're yeah. like, I I love it, and I, you know, like so I I got this tattoo, and they're uh, like, uh huh. Great. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, sure. I did this because it's this is awesome. I get you, nothing. I get a you want, yeah, great. I see get a half it. thumbs up. Yeah, because yeah. we all have only so much bandwidth. I get it. You know what I mean. Can't 
have it all. Like, if somebody well, got a tattoo what? of your of something you did, or a jerk practice just... tattoo. Oh, if Peter had a tattoo of my daughter on his chest. Uh, no, I was gonna say if he opens his jacket, and that's what he's been waiting for, because he's like the knight in Last Crusade, been waiting for this day for a hundred <laughs> years. And he opens his jacket, and it's a golden key. So now you, yes. Delano, gets to have Hyde Park. Oh, oh, like Willy Wonka. Willy Take Wonka, that glass dumbwaiter up and out. <laughs> so she can't live there. She just has to take his job. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> this little Del. Like, all right, all right. Nelbo's off the door, please. Come on, come on. <laughs> Don't touch. What do you think? This is original. So much work to hide uh, his disability. It's It was so much extra work. Um, I was going to say, oh yeah, but yeah, of course my kids were so well behaved, but the next day I was like, Ruby, you can tell your class about, you know, and she's like, no, no, no I didn't enjoy it. I was like, thanks, well, but no, I thanks, respect Dad. that. It wasn't very enjoyable to you. I could see why you didn't enjoy, <laughs> like they had some very well produced, like video segments throughout the tour, but I was like, I was like, my kid can watch like handles like scary movies, but this is scary mm-hmm. history. Like, I don't yeah. know if she should be watching this Holocaust shit, you know, <laughs> depression shit. And it's loud and it's booming because it's well produced. I'm like, ah, whatever. Give her some crackers. Yeah, let's go. Let's go muck around with these flowers. Yeah. All right. So I did something for Halloween season. Nice. Um, it, And it's a perfect sort of bookend for what we started with, with Lacey. Okay. <laughs> because after last week when you were doing the uh, antonym horror yeah. movies sure and we were talking about setting up this pod i was like oh that'd be fun this year to do halloween i'm gonna do my own knockoff halloween version of some of our favorite horror so it was started was supposed to start as a as a fake trailer but it kind of became a this prose is purple <laughs> <laughs> purple prose baby more purple than those lacy but, panties on Oh, she, then, yeah, that schnoz face. Stuck, stuck through that lace. <laughs> um, so I'll try and read it as quick as I can. Don't it's... take your time. All right. Because I had planned to do it because I was I had watched a bunch of those old horror trailers. And you sure. know it, that, that guy with the deep voice uh-huh. was the summer somewhere in America. And I was like, per- as I wrote, it, I was like, I can't keep that voice up for this whole thing. Yeah. My that larynx guy... will jump out of my neck. That narrator guy, like, um, uh, permeated my childhood because I think you and I saw the same tiny segment on TV oh, about yeah. how he takes a he makes ten thousand dollars a yeah a, a talk or a hundred thousand and he takes a limo just from studio to studio. And I was like, who is this magic man? And he's the littlest, baldest, sassy <laughs> yes. holo, ho, holo, a fucking Hollywood guy you've ever Mickey seen. Mickey Rooney. Uh, uh, all right, so I'm just going to roll through it. This is our JP Halloween horror dress-up special. Okay. The year is 1972. Hot summer nights have given way to crisp early evenings. It's the time of transformation and celebration. The boys of summer must earn their right to become the men of fall. Dusty stands and aluminum bleachers of the Diamond Springs complex filled with hot breath and high hopes. 
It's the season of champions and the hour of softball kings are in which softball kings are crowned. The small town of Lori is no different, and for one small boy this night will change his life forever. Jackson Chorskis. <laughs> Jackson Jorskis <laughs> has watched every game played at the Diamond Springs Complex. He knows every hard slugging, fast chugging softballer from Lori to Debbie County. And that's because his caretaker is his beloved uncle, the umpire for the Diamond Springs. And he takes him to every game he calls. Jackson <laughs> spends his summers collecting foul balls and keeping box scores. Collecting silver Susan Bs. The complex stands and concession tills were full on the fall night in the on this fall night in 1970s night because it was the final Quad Cities Cross River Tournament sponsored by Strohs. <laughs> Fans in filth had packed the complex. Those above the stands reveled and cheered and those below schemed and dreamed. But hotly contested games as they always have... Uh, but between hotly contested games as they'd always done, Jackson and his uncle, Ump, walk and talk. They talk stats and plays. His uncle talks about tough calls on the diamond and Jack... Talk, uh, his uncle should have proofread. His uncle <laughs> no, 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 no. talks tough calls on the diamond, and and he talks uh, tough calls in search of foul balls. Both they're going to kick you out of school and push you off a cliff. <laughs> Too purple. <laughs> I know they really are. His uncle slips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his uncle slips him some hot extra coins as he always does and they venture off into their distant concession <laughs> stand slash bathroom so Jackson can get a sweet treat and his unk ump can take a dump <laughs> before they part as he o as he's always done his uncle places his old leather glove lovingly on Jackson's head but sadly, their secret concession slash bathroom <coughs> was known by too few and too, or known by too many. You see, two crummy weeders were busy snorting drugs and heavy petting, or petting <laughs> each other heavily when they, when they were set upon by two of the filthiest bags of dirt clad in leather. Head swimming. The surprise crumbs. Must be place, <laughs> the surprise crumbs covered their shame and ran, leaving their treats and treasures to these greasy bags of dirt. They feasted and frolicked, and they feasted, frolicked, and fled, but not before tossing a propane tank into the fryer. Jackson easily avoided the leather-clad tufts, thinking nothing of it. Because after all, it's a softball complex. 
Jackson, as he's always done, waits patiently at the concession stand, not knowing his childhood was about to end. Boom! The fryer blast kills his beloved Unk, crushing him under a mountain of porcelain and cinder. Jackson is tossed by the blast, his entire body burned and scarred, all except his cherub and face, oh. <laughs> protected by the old leather glove. Oh! Ten, okay. ten years later, when, when the leaves turn and a chill runs up your spine, the once noble complex is abandoned to, to the progress of the 1980s. The place once home to heroes and dads is a hovel for dirty deeds and depravity. A group of horny weeders and dirtbags will find themselves playing a game they cannot win. You see, the complex is controlled by a madman in a baseball glove mask, and he wields an athletic sock full of silver dollars, <laughs> a specter known only as the Jack of Diamonds. And this is when you'd cue that new age, like, sing-songy, haunting voice. Oh, okay. He'll drag you through his ball games. Cries will be your last sound. You'll die all alone in a garbage sack. Every fall he'll find his way back. This fall, if you're huddled around your beer or a bong and you hear this nice. tune, then it must be Saturday the 14th. I can, I can, I can backdrop that, baby. I couldn't. Stop I can put some echo once on I started. Kids. I got so many, so much backstory. It's crazy. Let's see. If we, <laughs> I'm trying to think. One, one, two, throwing balls to you. Three, four, batter. Up once more. Five, <laughs> six. I don't know. I I, I wish okay. I was sure. So it was all based on us riffing on the fucking baseball glove. I love it. Guy. I was like, ah, there we go. Baseball time. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well done. So Saturday the 14th. Complex. Saturday the 14th. Which is coming up. What do you say? Uh, well, uh, I guess we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Seven, eight, love you, nothing you can do. What rhymes with it? Uh, I got podcast. it. I got it. I got it. Baseball bat and a catcher's mitt. We love you, nothing you can do about it. About it. Yeah. Boy. Saturday the 14th. <laughs> that Saturday the 13th trailer is just that guy counting. So for eight and one. And then someone to kill gets killed. Two, the Friday the Thirteenth is four. Yeah, the first one oh, from seventy nine. It. It's just a count up to then you know thirteen Friday the Thirteenth. You know how you know the best in those trailers. I don't know if they did in the trailers that they did it in the terrifying video game. Is when the mask 
and then the knife comes into the hole in the mask. Oh, just, oh. oh I love that. Oh, that is. I so think that was one good. of the posters. Oh, definitely it was one of the posters. Absolutely. Just that fucking horrifying, like Bowie knife. That eighties, nineties Bowie knife. Oh, with the little. It's got the little hook. The little hook on the end. Which is not for anything nice. Not for the faint of heart. All right, guys. Well, huh? be safe tomorrow. Get a shitty tattoo and hipster yeah. it up. Oh yeah, the free ones. Get get yeah. there early. No, you know how lame it is. They you have to make appointments now. Like just oh, stop doing just it then. When like that happens, you stop doing something and create a new thing. Right now, you make is it, a, of... it used to be you had to get in line, or it used to be there weren't even lines. You'd go to a tattoo yeah. shop. It was really cool because each tattoo artist created shoot. a page of different funky, like, Halloween-themed mm-hmm. or horror-themed tattoos, just tiny ones. Cost you 13 bucks, and you tipped them 20 bucks. took them, you know, a clean needle, some ink, and 10 minutes to do it. Cause and that like, was it. What, size of a, like a... It's like my yin-yang dagger. That's from one of those screen the pages. It's oh, like, a, yeah. and you can get a Jason mask or something, or a Lacey Voorhees panties. Because isn't it all just to upsell now? They're like, you can get one of these, and they all look like shit. They all look like, like shit. You have to make an it's appointment. Intentionally, the, like the, it's just intentionally <laughs> squiggly. Yes, and they're the can cost of it? regular tattoos, but nice. They're like, yeah, that's fucking seven hundred seventy-five dollars. <sighs> so expensive, rightfully so. If you got a good artist, I mean, I'll go see Maria. Maria is a tattoo artist now. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I bet she does some really good stuff. I offered her my hog skin for samples. <laughs> I just have to go out to to Jersey for her to think about getting an owl on my neck. Ooh, like, like <laughs> yes. open on the neck. Open on the neck. It's from a trash sign in Jersey. Like cover your cans because owls will get in there. Oh, and nice. Eat the glass. Okay. I'll show it to you. You know the you know the iconography. Like it's a well designed then. I oh, it's really cool. I thought Meg would be like, no. I was like, I think I need to get a bird tattooed over my whole neck. And she was like, okay. She's just giving up on me anyway. What is she? She's like, what are you? What are you going to start supporting the family all of a sudden? Right. Do what you want. <laughs> She's like, eventually he'll run out of skin and time. Yeah. And uh, uh, what is it called? Dignity. <laughs> Dignity. Oh, that's it. The big one. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Hello? Who's that? Oh, hi. What are you Doing anything, we were just messing up. Four. Five. 
information. Seven. Can I help you? Friday, the 13th. <laughs>